Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show and the official podcast of ProWrestling.Cool. It's not just cool, it's dot cool. We're here to talk about this past week in wrestling, which means we're going to talk about... What is this thing you saw? The Dark Side of the Ring? What is that? Yeah, that's a that's a documentary series that's been airing for, let's say, a couple months. And it also is a little bit old, I guess. Not that old, but, you know, it ended last month. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the G1 Climax, which had a bunch of stuff announced. And we're going to talk about NXT. NXT's good. And Stomping Grounds, which is this Sunday. I'm Owen. Do we have to? Yes. With me is John. Do we have to? We're legally obligated to. Under what law? The wrestler court law. I'm questioning this. John, I don't. I'm. I don't have the the legal text in front of me right now, so I can't cite some things. John, I don't know. I'm John, and I'm also joined, uh, as we both are, by everybody out there on the internet. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We're streaming live over twitch.tv slash shows and online. So, you know, check us out there. We're monitoring the chat and our Twitter at the heel turn. So send us your questions and your comments. We will get to them as we deem fit. Oh, and John. Sup? Not much. Everything's everything's going well. I went to Pokemon Go Fest last week, which is why the podcast was early. You sure did. Let me tell you something. Chicago did not have high hopes for Chicago. It's about what I expected. Hooray! It's not great. So you're really excited to go there for Labor Day weekend to see the biggest show in professional wrestling. Fuck no, dude. I'm not going back there until at least a year from now. Yeah, I I will say, I, uh, I had that day off and had blocked out the time to get tickets and then decided, you know what, nah. Yeah, they'll do a show in the Northeast, and then we'll go to that one. Like I'm sure, I'm sure New York or Philadelphia will get a show, so we'll be fine. Yeah, you know, I can wait. Yeah, so it's not not a big deal. Also, there's a lot of crime in Chicago. I'm not even worried about that as much as just then I have to put in the effort of finding a place to stay and learning what the deal is with Chicago oh, and see. seeing, oh, if I want to stay there. It's like, nah, I just want to be lazy and just go to a wrestling show and, and leave. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like, I got an Airbnb for the Pokemon thing. And fortunately for me, it went really well. But for other people, they were robbed. Because Chicago... So, well, that's cool. Yeah, so I'm just saying be careful if you're going to Chicago for All Out. Probably just get a hotel, pay the extra money. Fuck it. Chicago's bad. But the Pokemon was fun. I I posted some pictures from that on the internet. It's a good time. Well, all right then. I caught a shiny Ghastly. Do you like Ghastly? Ghastly is cool, I guess. Do you know what a Jirachi is? Yeah, it's the fucking uh, legendary from Ruby and Sapphire, I believe? Yes. It's a mythical. The the legendaries are Kyogre and Groudon. Yeah, fuck you. You know what I meant. I know. I'm just making sure it's... The fucking the Mew, the Celebi, the blah, yeah. blah, blah. Yeah, it's, it's the third one of those, yeah. 
they had it out early for people at the sh event, and I got one. It was cool. I, I like Jirachi's cute little star person. Yeah, I know. Jirachi's cool. I have one. Nice. I literally have a Jirachi in my game. Nice. I have a little beanbag Jirachi that I got while I was there. Because Jirachi's cool. I mean, I hope I have the Jirachi in my game. I should probably see if that card, that battery in Sapphire still works. Yeah. Speaking of Ruby and Sapphire, uh, Kyogre, the 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 uh, Sapphire mascot, is currently in the raids in Pokemon Go. I had a real bad time okay. catching it today. Well, all right then. I did six raids and I only caught it twice. I was I was not happy. You still got two. I know, but I but still, I used a bunch of my raid passes to do it, and I'm like, well, I could have got more. But it's fine. In in a couple weeks, Groudon's gonna be back, and I want the shiny of that. You know what shiny Groudon looks like? Nope. What if Groudon but gold? Okay. So I'm down. I don't down know what Groudon looks like either, so that's fine. Groudon's the big uh, red uh, dinosaur-looking guy. Oh, that guy. The Ruby mascot. Yeah, you have to go under the assumption that I basically don't remember anything after the first 151. Okay, but... Aside from, like, here and there. Okay, I'm... Like, I barely remember gold and silver Pokemon, and I played a lot of that fucking game. Okay, well, I mean, you knew Jirachi, that's why I was just wondering, like, if you knew the other legendaries in that generation. Those are the three that I know. Yeah. I don't know any of the other ones. That's fine. But yeah, if you're you're around in this week and you got Pokemon Go up, you should... Try to do a raid. It's fun. Yeah, I won't. Oh. So, what is up with you in the world of video games, then? I got too much time that I need to be spending playing other video games Rocket on my League. portable console. I actually have played a bunch of Rocket League. But also, the other driving game of great importance of note out there. Gran Turismo. Team Sonic Racing, y'all. Why? Because I like Sonic and All-Stars Racing. Transformed or regular? Both of them. I think Transformed is a lot better, but like I, I played the shit out of the first one also. I heard this one's not Transformed, therefore it's bad. It's... It's okay. I don't know. It's... Look. It's got a lot of that same DNA, and... Aside from, like, the team racing aspect, which, honestly, like, it's it's interesting, it's got, like, some fun ideas, but I don't think it's really all that necessary or really changes all that much, to be perfectly honest. And, like, it kind of, I think it kind of makes sense that, like, you can just completely turn that off in multiplayer and just play it as a regular fucking 12-player kart racer. That's cool. But, like, I don't know, it, it feels like those games enough, and... Like, to the point that it's got the exact same drifting mechanic, it's got the exact same way that you trigger the boosts at the beginning of the race, which is either really cool or really annoying, depending on your perspective. Mm -hmm. it's, it, it's basically another one of those games, although it feels like a lot of the things that they change and just, like, the mechanics and the progression uh, feel like... Less like they made the design more interesting or more fair or something, and more just like they changed with the times. Like, oh. so basically, remember? Do you remember any of the progression of of racing transformed? I I, I played it like once. Okay, well, basically, 
it was totally of the era of 2012 of you, you had to level up everything. You got fucking XP for doing races and beating challenges and doing all that stuff. And it go, went into leveling up your racer. Mm-hmm. Every time you leveled up, you got like a different mod that would like change your, you could like have a different little loadout on your stats a little bit. And if you got to the max level, then you got an ultimate mod, which just gave you kind of a little bit of a boost in everything. That's cool. And it meant having to go through and level up every single character to unlock their thing. Oh. That sounds tedious. Yeah, and I did, like, that for maybe basically, like, half the characters in that game. It was a lot. How many characters? Oh, man. Transformed had, like, 24, 26 or something. Yeah, Transformed had a lot. Uh, this Team Sonic Racing has gotten with the times and replaced that with a gotcha mechanic! No. 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 You unlock coins by doing races and single player and challenges and all that stuff, and you put the coins in the machine, and you either get a random part for one of the 15 characters' carts, and there's like 18 parts for each character. Can you get repeats? No. Okay, that's good at least. But you also get like a lot of like stupid bonus items, like, oh, start the race with this item, start the race with that item. Uh, this sucks. And also paint jobs and decals. This sucks. It's not great. It's kind of a it's kind of a lateral improvement, let's say. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of that, I feel like, in this game of just like lateral improvements, but like it's it's still fun. Like the the tracks are are pretty neat. There's a couple tracks that I swear to God, like two of them are just like reduxes of one from Transformed. Is that a bad thing? Um, no, because one of them is the the really good Sonic cart from from Transform that had the that had like the loop in it. It was. Do you remember? Do Do you ever play the one that was like it was a Sonic course on like a loop thing, and then the the last lap is like you're driving a boat. Yes. So yeah, that one, but without the the last lap. Boo! It's still really good though. Boat. You don't transform anymore. Make a boat game, you cowards! Instead, you do the team racing, which I don't know. It's it's a neat idea. I really like the idea of the mechanic of like it kind of being like a rally thing, and you want pe- certain people to take point at like certain times, and like the different carts have like different abilities and things like that. So like you know the the speed carts like Sonic and Shadow and, and people are going to be like predominantly about going fast and like taking point and all that stuff. Gotta go fast. Um, yeah, gotta go fast. Uh, like the technique carts like Tails and every and uh, Eggman and people can like drive through like any kind of terrain and like Knuckles and other power types can just like blast through certain obstacles. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's there's interesting ideas of, like, you do that and, like, hey, you could send, like, your power type up first and, like, clear a path through this, like, shortcut area and then, like, use your other characters to just, like, keep slingshotting in the slipstreams to, like, get ahead of each other and just, like, keep slingshotting and just, like, basically keep cycling people between first, second, and third so that you're doing, like, a constant thing to keep the lead. There's some really interesting ideas in there. Mm-hmm. It's just that none of them actually really seem to matter. That's, that's unfortunate. Isn't that kind of important? No, because it's still like a good kart racer. It's just I, pl- 
play it just like I played Sonic All-Stars Transformed and like ignore, like, you know, ignore the team mechanic unless I have to. And it's fine. Mm -hmm. It's still a good kart racer. That's good. It's just not as interesting a kart racer, I'd say. But I don't know. Maybe if maybe if I actually had like two other people to play it with that like were serious about doing that, maybe it could be something like weird and and cool. But I don't know. That's what I was my problem with getting it was I was like to really like get Musa out of it. I need two other people, and the only person stupid enough to get the game was you. And that's only one, not two. Owen, what? I have four. Gotcha things I can unlock if we want to do it live on air. Do one. Do it. I got a treasure trunk for Rouge. She's got junk in the trunk. Yeah, duh. Oh. That'll give some kind of stat modification on her rear wheels. On her rear. Gotcha. I'm doing another. You can't stop me. Oh, God. All right. I'm going to... I got a bonus box. I'm going to move on. Doing another. I'm going to move... I got another bonus box. Gonna, doing another. I'm going to move on to wrestling news. I got a last bonus box. I'm hitting the... I'm out of coins. I'm hitting the jingle. Hey, John. Oh, it's that time again now, is it? Yeah, it's time to put the loot boxes away and instead talk about wrestling. All right. Forget this thing. Wrestling news! Let's go! Oh, gee, I thought you threw your Switch. I was very concerned. I actually did throw my Switch, and I had to make sure that it, that it fell on the bed and didn't fall off the bed. Yeah, because sometimes it bounces, and that's bad. Oh, it bounced. It just bounced on top of a, a blanket. Okay, good. Thank God. You gotta be careful. Uh, first bit of news is not good. Yeah, I had not heard this news until I saw the notes, and I'm gonna admit here that I actually have no idea who this is, so please take the lead. Well, I mean, I posted it on my Discord, and it's been going around that uh, the current ICW World Heavyweight Champion, Adrian Leinhardt McCallum, passed away today at the age of 36. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. He's like one of the, the biggest things that come out of Scotland in wrestling during this uh, explosion of, like, you know, UK style wrestling, like you know, becoming big. He was one of the pioneers of it. That's horrible. What happened? We don't know. We don't. We don't know what happened. Like details are not currently out about what happened. But he was thirty six, so it's not great. And also, the tweet he put out this morning, also not great. He put out a tweet, and then today, and then he died later. Yes. What did he say? Here's the tweet, and this was him quoting uh, the Afterlife special by Ricky Gervais that's on Netflix. Because he, like, he, like, tagged it with that. So, he said, One day you will eat your last meal. You will smell your last flower. You will hug your friend for the last time. You might not know it's the last time. That's why you must do everything you love with passion. Oh, no. So. Oh, no. You can take that... what you will, but it seems like something very dark happened. So yeah, nothing but love for the family. Of course, 
and his friends and everyone in ICW. It's a real unfortunate event, but... It's also really, really upsetting all this happened just after the, you know, we didn't talk about it yet, but the Datsushiaoki thing happened. Oh, yeah, I thought we talked... We didn't mention that last week? We didn't. Yeah, another uh, wrestler in Japan passed away last week from a uh, motorcycle accident. And he was also a current champion, so... Yeah, all Japan's junior heavyweight champion. Yeah. It's a bad time. Well, at least that one, you know, that wasn't intentional. That was an accident. But this one... We don't know the details yet, but I can tell you it's probably not... It's best. not looking good. It's not looking good. No. So, you know. Not that this could ever, you know, look good. Yeah, pr- prayers and positive vibes to the family and friends of uh, Mr. McCallum. You, you want to change uh, change direction, go to something a little more positive? Sure, uh, Let's let's do this whiplash. Let's go. The G1 Climax 29 is coming up next month. It's a thing. And they announced all the participants. You're going to die. I mean, of course I am. But at least I'm going to die happy because uh, they announced the blocks for this year's tournament. And this might be the greatest G1 At Kizuna Road. What? At Kazuna Road. Yes, but. That's As they always do. Did you watch any of it? No. I need to like not watch a lot of New Japan right now because I'm about to watch like a lot of it in a very small period of time. So no, I have not. Okay. But let me tell you this because I think the A block might be the greatest block ever assembled. So in the A block for the G1 is Lance Archer, Evil, Bad Luck Fale, Kota, fuck him. Yep. Kota Ibushi. And fuck his neck. Um, Kenta. Kazuchika Okada. Will Ospreay. Zack Sabre Jr. Sonata. And Hiroshi Tanahashi. Evil versus Sonata. Let's go. Yeah, that, that's going to happen. That's going to be crazy. Oddly enough, they did not announce that for the finale, which I thought they would have. They're just randomly going to throw it in there. I'm more excited for, yo, Okada versus Kenta. Let's go. That's going to be really good. Yo, Kenta versus Zack Sabre Jr. Yo, Kenta versus Ibushi in Dallas. Right? That's the first night. Um, What about... um, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Will Ospreay. What about Zack Sabre Jr. versus anyone except Fale? I was about to say, don't include Fale. Look, Fale, hopefully, is just there so that fucking uh, Tomatonga can show up and cut promos. Uh, I hope not. I just can't after last year. The, 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 the G.O.D. single-handedly ruined the G1 last year. Well, guess what, Owen? What? G.O.D. They are your IWGP heavyweight tag team champions and the bullshit ROH tag champions. It's true. They're going to get theirs. 
Hey, John, you want to hear the B block? Sure. The B block is Jeff Cobb. What's that? Some kind of Aztec god? Yep. Who lives in a cage? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Hiroki Goto. Sure. Tomohiro Ishii. A pit bull what is made of stone, I hear. John Moxley. <laughs> Who's that? Some kind of lunatic fringe? It's true. Tetsuya Naito. Fuck you. I'm still mad at you. Juice Robinson. S- joke about CJ Parker goes here. Fucking Tai Chi. Tuxedo Mask. Shingo Takagi. Just mad that you can't have his weird bunny lady. N- no. Or is that I- someone else? No, that's that's Tai Chi. No, no, that's uh, that's the Tokyo Pimp. That's a good name. I don't even know who that is. That's a good name. As I remember his actual, rest, I just I just remember his nickname. But yeah, he's he's a, he was a member of Bullet Club. Uh, Shango Takagi, Jay, Mr. Unbeatable, except for that one time. Yep, Jay White, Mr. I'm just randomly going to kick out of the One Winged Angel. What? And Toriano. The best. The best. Like, the, the only way we could get better than Yano would be, like, maybe Hanma. So, someone online suggested the best thing for uh, Toriano versus John Moxley. And you know what is that it is? just Yano does all of the fucking Dean Ambrose shit? Yeah, you bring that pooper scooper. Hot dog cart? And a hot dog cart. <laughs> be real good. A dummy that he stabs in the balls. Yeah, but, but John. John Moxley versus Tomohiro Ishii. I need this. Yeah, that's gonna be great. It's <laughs> gonna be fucking amazing. What about Ishii versus Cobb? That would be great, too. Yeah, there's some really good matches in this. Toriyana versus anyone's gonna be great. Hell, I'm, I'm even interested in, in Moxley versus Jay White. Yeah, that should be good. You know who I'm not Battle ex- the knife perverts. You know who I'm not excited about? Who's that? Taichi. You know what? Hear me out. I don't think he's actually gonna be in the tournament. What are you, he's just gonna sing? No, he's gonna get murdered. Because did you not hear who's very pissed off about not being in the G one? Yes, I did actually. Yeah, fucking Minoru Suzuki's very mad about not being in the G one. So you think he's going to kill Taichi? I think he's going to kill Taichi and take a spot, because imagine Suzuki in that block. Yeah, that would be amazing, again. Suzuki versus Moxley. Suzuki versus baby Suzuki, let's go! <laughs> yeah, dude, let's go. Oh, man. I'm excited. They don't even have a match, they just have a battle to see who can murder more young lions. Yeah. Spoilers, Suzuki's going to win. Yeah, you can't beat Suzuki in that regard, or any regard, frankly. It's true. Well, I mean, if he had a gun. Wait, Suzuki had a gun? No, Suzuki-goon. That, that's it, there it is. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, there's one negative thing about the G1 coming up, though. That it's 26 days? No, that, that uh, John Moxley can't participate in Night 1. Yeah, that's a bummer, but also I'm not entirely surprised. I'm not surprised, but I still wish that it could happen. Yeah. Hey, it would be cool, but like, I mean, look. 
Remember that Evolve show I went to? Uh-huh. For those that don't know, I went to an Evolve show back in uh, last September where it was, the main event was uh, the Velveteen Dream versus Darby Allen, and this was before they decided to put the the Evolve Tag Team Champions and Championships and Championship on uh, NXT people. So this was a main event that was not shown to the people what paid for the pay per view. Yeah, I get it. This is just what companies do if they if you're signed to like a, a television deal like that they're not gonna let new they're gonna let them do stuff in japan that's fine but if it's happening in america it's gonna happen on aew television the one thing i will say that i think is kind of a bummer and i don't and i don't approve of is let him be in the fucking press conference come on man yeah He's not wrestling. Just let him be in the fucking press conference. Like, I get it that, like, you can make the case that, like, hey, Moxley not showing up to the press conference is kind of actually perfect for Moxley's character. Why the fuck would he ever show up to a press conference? I know. It's just... I think AEW and uh, New Japan need to strike a deal. They need New Japan needs to fuck off with Ring of Honor and just make this deal happen. Yeah, I was gonna say, they should just kiss already. Yeah. Especially because Jericho's also on both. Nokata want, or uh, rather, uh, Omega wants to be on both. Yeah, so they should they should figure out some shit. Make it happen, you cowards. And yeah, absolutely make it happen because you need to get Kenny back there at least for a little bit. Because I'm actually legitimately worried that fucking Ibushi's gonna die without him. It's true. Yeah. Either way, I'm excited for the G1. The G1's gonna be great. Yeah, I'll watch that. Cool. I have one more news story. Let's hear it. Uh, no one wants to go to stomping grounds. Gee, I wonder why. Uh, because it's a car that they put together in two weeks and looks like a glorified house show. I was being sarcastic, I know why. I just had to tell the audience at home. Also, here's the thing, John. Uh, next month is Extreme Rules. Yeah. In Philadelphia. The show that you really wanted to go to for your birthday. I How are you feeling about that now? I don't have tickets. I, I don't know if I'm going to get tickets. You know what? I think that's fair. I'm like, I want a chair. A chair would be nice, but also I don't want to spend a lot of money because... For this show with this company? Yeah, exactly. Because they have not been giving me a lot of confidence. Because, hey, people who have been listening to the podcast weekly have noticed that we've kind of dwindled off talking in detail about the weekly TV shows. Gee, I wonder why. Because they're really fucking bad. Like, hell, this week, we're going to talk about the week, the go-home shows, in the context of talking about the card, because... I don't want to talk that much about it. It's it's terrible. They were really... And you know what? Even though Raw was kind of decent, it's like, it wasn't decent in a way where it feels like actually something's going to stick or they're really building on something. It just feels like, oh, they remembered how to like actually write a television show in, instead of just doing some fucking nonsense that they came up with in like two minutes. Yeah, but the... Um I will say SmackDown had one good thing. 
What's that, they Owen? They had a, a new 24-7 champion. Yeah. I mean, Drake Maverick's been working really hard to get this thing over. He deserves the belt. <clears throat> yeah, but also, then he bailed on 205 Live. Well, he had to. He's getting married. People in the back were very upset about it. He's, leg he's legitimately getting married. Yeah, and fucking Nigel spent the entire time on commentary burying him for being distracted and not doing his job. That's actually really good. I didn't see this. Yeah, no, it was actually it was actually pretty funny. That's fantastic. But yeah, yeah, he's a champion. <laughs> Nigel's know. on some real shit. Nigel's always on some real shit. But yeah, um, I bet they taped something this weekend from the wedding of him losing the belt. Probably. But yeah, anyway. Um, so yeah, Sovereign Grounds, uh, the tickets are doing real bad. Right now, if you go onto the website for the arena, they're trying to do like a, a two-for-one deal on tickets. And like they're, tar tar they're like pretty much tape tarping off the entire camera side. So, have you heard anything about how many tickets they've actually sold? No. I, I haven't gotten... Have you gotten numbers? Because I haven't gotten numbers. Mm-mm. They don't put that stuff out publicly. Well, yeah, they don't put it out, but, you know, I'm sure it's, like, going around. Like, someone could figure it out if they wanted to. It's, ba it's bad. And, uh, I think what we'll be telling is when we get people at the arena on Sunday taking photos. To show just how empty the arena is. I mean, look, I also think it will be telling, like, yeah, this show is going to do really bad, but also it's fucking Tacoma, Washington. Like, I'm not saying that it's as bad, but, like, in a lot of ways, it's like doing an ECW show in Georgia. True. You're not going to get a huge crowd on a, on a good day. Doing a, a fuck-awful-looking show is not going to improve that. I think, to me, I think the real test is, okay, well, this is bad. How is Extreme Rules going to be? It's in Philadelphia. It's That's the thing. is It's in Philadelphia, so you'd have to believe that it's going to get a large, urge fucking crowd regardless. But if the quality is that bad, if, like, that's going to be the tell here, if it's really just, like, the quality is so bad that it's actually affecting, really affecting attendances, or if it's just this is a weird one-off because it's a, a particularly bad-looking show in a not-great wrestling town. Hey, John, you want to hear me out? Yeah. I think it's going to do poorly here. You know why? I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised, but I want to hear your One, reason. the product is ice-cold right now. Like they, Sure is. Like They need to build something up to make me want to go to this show. Because I'm currently not planning to go to it. It's the first, that'd be the first pay-per-view in Philly that I've missed, like, since I've started watching WWE. Uh, the second thing is that next month is all out. And I feel like a lot of people in this market are going to fly out to Chicago and spend a bunch of money for that show instead. So, you know, they could be saving up their money and not going to this one. They go to the other show. Hmm. So, I have a feeling that it's not going to do well, because the last couple of Raws I've been to here, where I got tickets the last second, a lot of empty, lot of empty seats. In Philly. Like, we don't just show up just to show up. 
We show up when it's something worth showing up for. Yeah, and that to me will be the tell, is how well does Philly do? I already told you, I don't, like, I don't think it's going to be well you, unless yeah, they build I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just reiterating the point. I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah. You can't draw in a, in a not great town, okay. You can't draw in a good town, you got a problem. Fucking give me a reason to go. Give John a reason to go. I'm okay. I mean, I mean, you can just hang out with me. I mean, that's true. That'd be, that'd be fun. I don't mean we. I mean, even if you don't go to the show, you can just hang out with me anyway. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Is I don't need to go to this bad show to hang out with you. No, I'm, I'm saying we can go to the sports bar across the street from it and watch it there. That could be fun. Maybe. Alright, uh, that's all I got for news, unless you got anything. Wrestling is bad sometimes. Well, the G1 is good. Yeah, that's why I said sometimes. Yeah. Now, I'm gonna know if this is any good, because, John, you watched something called Dark Side of the Ring. Speaking of wrestling being bad sometimes... Oh, no! Here's a documentary series about how wrestling's bad a lot. Oh no. Do tell. <laughs> so yeah, I watched uh the the full run as it currently is. Uh, apparently they have more episodes uh in production or even finished. Um but I watched the uh, the six episodes that are currently out there of uh Viceland's documentary series about uh various wrestling controversies, Dark Side of the Ring. Vice has been doing a lot of wrestling content lately. Yeah, they also have that other documentary series, The Wrestlers, where uh, that guy, like some punk dude, is looking like some heart. Yeah, is looking at like uh, a lot of indie wrestlers and mostly like deathmatch shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I want. I was hoping to watch that too uh, to talk about before here, but I I only got to around Dark Side of the Ring. But what's great is that he is uh, friends with some other wrestling journalists that I know in Toronto, so they have him actually on their show and talking about the episodes after they air it. It's really cool. That is cool. Yeah, he's good. He's, Damian Abrahams is a top-notch guy. And he's been a wrestling fan for a long time, so the fact that their voice is letting him do the series is awesome. Yeah. I Like I said, I intend to watch it. It, it looks good. Mm-hmm. And this is good, too. So, tell me about it. Like, what so, yeah, kind of it's, stuff it's, are they covering? So currently it's it's six episodes. It's uh there's one about uh Macho Man and Elizabeth. Alright, now here's a question. If they're covering WWF slash E stuff, how much footage are they getting? A lot of footage? Really? But they're not they're not really getting it so much as just like they're showing like it's basically weird of like they're showing just like old clips of basically that look like they're really zoomed in and have like VHS filters on them. I don't know what they're doing it or how they're doing it or if it's like some kind of fair use thing. Interesting. But they're they're using a lot of footage. Hmm. Even though it's clearly not like clearly not an official thing, like nobody from WWE talks in it. Well, let me rephrase that. No one that was working in WWE at the time that it was created uh, was doing anything for it. Oh, really? Who? Yeah. Uh, Bruce Pritchard is heavily involved okay. in every single episode. Great. 
Which, I mean, in fairness, like, you know, a lot of the thing, like, most of the things that are talked about in this series are things that he was directly there for, with the exception of, like, maybe two episodes. That's crazy. Eh, one episode. <clears throat> Very cool. So, yeah, uh, no, so the first episode was, uh, just about, uh, Masha and Elizabeth's, uh, relationship and everything that happened with them and just, you know, their lives and deaths. Mm-hmm. Talk a lot about, uh, Luger. Total package. Which actually I thought was interesting and kind of weird. Like I, one thing I thought there, there are some strange decisions that I think they make. Like they do a lot of really cool stuff in this and they get like a lot of really good stuff. Like one episode I do want to particularly shout out is the, uh, the episode about Gino Hernandez and his death and like the mystery surrounding his, his strange demise. Mm -hmm. And like, the stuff that they're able to find, like, they're basically, like, they're able to track down the guy that, like, the the fucking random drug dealer that, like, did his funeral. What? They're, like, some person, like, contacts them, like, to fucking tell Gino's mom, like, anonymously, like, their side of what happened. Like, and they definitely still leave it open to, like, hey, look, there's still a bunch of mysteries here, even if we do accept what these people are saying mm-hmm. of just, like, look, he was just, he was dealing drugs, and he was also doing a lot of drugs, and he probably just OD'd. That's crazy. Like, even if we're accepting that as truth, why did nobody find him in his house for five days? Why are there still all these discrepancies in his autopsy? Why all of these, like, weird things surrounding this case? Yeah, that's very strange. If it's just wrestler who was doing a, a very lucrative side business got into over his head and died with because he got addicted to his own shit. Mm-hmm. Like I said, really fucking interesting and really well done. Also, uh, the Von Erichs one is excellent. Uh, the Bruiser Brody one is excellent. Um, the Moolah one is really good. They they were very even handed in how they talk about Moolah. Although I think that like. So again, there's, I feel like there's some narrative choices that they make, uh, that I don't really agree with in certain ways. Um, so yeah, like a couple examples of that, like the Montreal Screwjob episode for one, um, they dedicate, and I mean, I guess it's kind of hard not to, but like they dedicate some time, not like a huge amount of time, but of course they can't help but get into fucking Cornette versus Russo. Ugh. And they have, and like, you know, cause Cornette is heavily involved in it and right. they basically, well, I mean, unsurprisingly because he was, you know, there and as we fucking reveal in the, in this for the first time, he was the one that came up with the finish. Really? Yeah. Oh. He claims that apparently uh they were talking they were like him uh Russo and Vince were in a, like you know at fucking Vince's house talking about what the fuck to do and Vince uh Cornette was just like it's your fucking belt just fucking take it from him and fucking uh he claims that Vince challenged him and was just like all right well how would you do it and he came up with just like a double cross that like had happened and, you know, was just doing like a history lesson and just did like, said like, all right, well, this is the double cross that's happened before. It's like, we tell him, we convince uh, Brett that we're going to do the spot where like, Oh, he's going to put you in your finisher and then you're going to power out of it and put him in your finisher and he's going to tap out. And then instead of 
you know, while that spot's happening, you just say, oh, no, he said he quit. And fucking everybody runs. And then Vince is like, ah, nah, whatever. Like he wasn't going to do it. And then he did it. But he also changed it and made it very obvious what happened. I don't know if I believe Cornette. Well, the only one who says that it's bullshit is the other person that claims that they came up with it. Russo? Yeah, and as far as shitty people go, I'm gonna trust Cornette over Russo. I'm gonna trust neither of them. I'm gonna say Vince came up with it himself. I'd be surprised. Mm. This this show sounds neat. Is is there a way that people can watch it online? Yeah, it's on Viceland. Is it on your website for free, or do you have to sign in with something, or what? No, I mean, I, I got it on their app, and I signed in through my cable. Shit. Okay. I'm sure. Like, look, there are ways to watch it. I watched a less-than-ideal version of the Montreal Screwjob episode on YouTube, let's say, before I went, wait, why don't I just see if they have an app? Smart. That's cool. Yeah, I, but like I said, it's it's very interesting... I, I think that there's some, you know, it's really fucking well done. Uh, the narration, uh, most of which is done by by Dutch Mantel, although the, the the Bruiser Brody episode and I think maybe the Von Erichs episode too are uh, primarily done by um, uh, Foley. Hmm. I think that's a good people involved. Like those, yeah, it's it's really well <clears throat> edited. It's really well shot. They have really interesting. People they talk to, like, again, the fucking the Bruiser Brody episode is incredibly gripping, just like, because, you know, they have they have Tony Atlas there. Oh, God. And Tony Atlas has all the details. Oh, 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 I'm Tony Atlas. I laugh. Oh, 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 oh. I, this man literally died in my arms. Oh, God. Fuck. It really is a dark side of the ring. It is a dark fucking side of the ring. But yeah, you give it, how many thumbs up you give it? No thumbs, just fucking watch it. It's really good. Okay, cool. Uh, if it's, it's definitely well recommended. If someone would only watch one episode, which one would they watch? I would say... That's hard. I, I think that the gorgeous, the the mysterious death of gorgeous Gino, the Gino Hernandez episode, uh, to me was the most interesting and like the one that I really liked the most. Um, I would also say that if you want something maybe a little more uplifting and kind of has more of a happy ending, dark side uh, of the as far as happy happy endings can go, uh, the Von Erichs one is epic, is excellent. Awesome, that's cool. It's on Viceland. Yep. And yeah, like I said, they have like a lot of really interesting people they talk to. They talk to Kevin Von Erich. They talk to, you know, like I said, Dutch Mantel is heavily involved in a lot of it. Like Cornette's there. Uh, Bruce Pritchard is like basically on every episode. Mm-hmm. Which in fairness, you know, especially kind of makes sense for the Von Erichs and the Gino Hernandez ones. Yep. So he was a fucking teenager working for them. Yeah, he's- which I didn't even know. That's crazy. Yeah, he's been around for a while. Probably Paul Heyman's been around forever, too. You, They've always been with us. Yep. So, uh, yeah, that's cool. Thanks thanks for uh, recommending that and telling us all about it. Yeah. And again, even with some of the weird choices of, of the way that they tell the stories, like, I don't like that they didn't really talk to Luger. Like, they have basically Eric Bischoff talk about talking to Luger. 
on his stupid podcast about, you know, Elizabeth's death. Like, maybe they just couldn't get Luger, but, like, I think that's kind of weird. Super Bowl Saturday? Or, like, there's a... the thing that they end the fabulous moolah episode with. And of course, you know, cause they spend a lot of that. They spend a good portion talking about like the sweet Georgia Brown story and everything that moolah allegedly did to her. And like, basically the last thing that they end the episode with is, um, one of the other people that moolah accuses, uh, or that accuses moolah of abuse. Uh, I don't remember her name, princess something. Uh, basically, uh, she claims that she broke her neck in the ring and uh Mula basically kicked her out for breaking her neck hmm. uh and other things but she basically ends it by saying if you say Mula didn't whore me or anyone out and if you're saying that she did that then you're saying I'm a prostitute and fuck you it's like no that's not how it works and also I feel like you're kind of discounting the fact that like your experience is going to be very different from that of a black woman trying to break into wrestling in the sixties, mm-hmm. predominantly working in uh Jim Crow South, even post Jim Crow South. Thanks. Like come the fuck on here. Like I, there's some parts where it's like you get so good and you try to present both sides and do all this stuff, but there's some parts of the narrative that you just actually need to challenge. True. Hey, John, what's that Owen? Why don't we shift gears and talk about modern wrestling? Okay. What if wrestling, but modern Gino Hernandez, get iPhone. Yes, and? He still dies of cocaine. No! It was supposed to be better! Why? Oh, and it turns out the future is actually terrible. The present's terrible! Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Then, now, forever. Terrible. Yep. It's all terrible. It was not terrible, though? Yeah, we do have some brief respites, but, like, you know, it's the the, the dark period of... Oh, this is so wonderful. And then any second, this could become John. so bad when they're sent to the bad place. John, we're, we're talking about the good place. Talk about NXT. Yes, I know. We're talking about NXT. Good place. Good. Tell me but not fully. Oh, come on, man. This was a weird episode that, that I didn't there. care for some of the choices. What if Ted Danson was in NXT? What if Ted Danson's still on NXT but Modarn? Don't don't you dare say anything bad about Ted Danson. Wait, you. What I will say bad about is, you know, I did like the opening segment of uh, Undisputed Era just coming out and talking a bunch of shit and showing off their stupid uh, re-edited version of the NXT intro that's just them. And also their new yellow being- shirts. I do like their new yellow shirts. They're very fancy. Very NXT. I just threw out, uh, I just decided to get rid of, like, most of my wrestling shirts. What? Why? Because I don't wear them anymore. And you know what? I'm fine not ever wearing the Bailey shirt again. Oh, no. 
I'm fine not ever wearing the CM Punk shirt again. Okay, that one I get. And I'm definitely fine never wearing the Brock Lesnar shirt again. Oh. Maybe you get your new wrestling shirts. I kept the I kept the Kevin Owens shirt, and I have my I have my CCK shirt and my two progress shirts. It's fine. What about your video game shirt? I mean, that doesn't really count. Yes, it does. <clears throat> it's the realest wrestling. It's the purest wrestling. Whatever. Point Kenny is, Kenny Omega's in that organization. So is Xavier Woods. Sometimes. Sometimes. But John, t- t- the point tell is, me about the Undisputed Era. I like the Undisputed Era. They're cool as shit. What I don't like is then when this segment turned into a fucking promo parade, like we would see on goddamn Raw or SmackDown. Bro. Because yeah, first the the bro man had to come out. No, he, no, he didn't. The dream. Came Wait, no, sorry. Dream came out first. Dream came out first, and he wanted to touch him. He was all like, "I'm the dream. I'm cool." He wants to touch Adam Cole's penis. He did say that he wants to touch Adam Cole. It's true. He wanted to touch his penis. Let him do it. Let him do it, you cowards. Do the thing. Do the thing that I didn't write, so I don't have to write it. What? What did you write? What? When did this happen? Oh, yeah, he said he was gonna reform uh, NXT into his his undisputed image. Oh, shit. I totally missed that. Oh, yeah, no, Adam Coles totally wants to do a eugenics. Well, I mean, uh, the Dijakovic's not around, so someone's gotta do it. Shit. Got him. Got him. But yeah. Also, I really liked every time Roderick Strong, like Adam Cole, would just say something. He's like, "It can't beat me." Roderick would go, "Nope." Pretty good. Roderick Strong is dumb as shit. I love him. I, I love all of them. They're so good. But yeah, then Dream came out and said very not PG things, and then Bro Man came out and said a bunch of things. No, no he just said bro. No, he should just say bro. He's a Pokemon. But he said a bunch of things that weren't bro. I, all I heard was And that bro. was unfortunate. All I heard was bro. And then uh, the Rod Strong got like... Or, no, sorry. Uh, Cole got a really good burn on him about how he needs to stop fucking tweeting at, at Legends. It's true. And fucking Matt Riddle got like the best wow face and I fucking died laughing. He's really good at that. He is really good at dumb faces. It's true. And Tyler Breeze came out, and I hate his new Titantron. Oh. They relegated his phone to the fucking sides! It's bullshit! True. Also, he doesn't have the selfie stick still, and I'm still mad. Also, I hate his black gear. His black gear's not great. Also, I just kind of hate Tyler Breeze now. Also, I, I, I finally noticed where they build a Velveteen Dream from, and that's crazy. What? Capitol Hill, Washington, D.C.? Yeah, I didn't know that. Fucked up. Why is that fucked up? He was born in the Capitol? Duh. I mean, I didn't know that. It's the president. Well, not anymore. Not the way things are now, John. Shit. <laughs> He'll turn. I hate it. Thanks, I hate it. But John, 
What is all this leading to? Hold on, player. It's time to have a six-man tag in the main event of these three ego boys versus three of the Undisputed Era lads. That sounds great. And that match starts right in 40 minutes. It's true. He did say that it was the main event. Also, I just want to Which point- makes me wonder if they waited to put it in, like, the actual main event of the taping. I don't think they did. So that'd be fucked up. It would be. Hey, John? What's that, Did up? you not write any notes for the main event? No, I didn't. Why? I don't know. Because I was busy watching the main event. Okay. Just wanted to let people know that if they subscribe to the Patreon, why there's no... No, no notes written about it. Anyway, resume. Raul Mendoza points and has a jacket. He's cool. I like Raul Mendoza. Yeah, he's okay. But then... We had a debut. Hey, Owen. Before we talk about this, I do have to get this off of my chest because we're going to talk about it a bunch more. Yo, fuck these new NXT names. They're so dumb. Why are you doing this again? WWE's going to WWE, especially now that AEW's around. It's like, why are they back on their bullshit after they had done such a good job of getting away from that? John, because of AEW. That's 100% why. How the fuck is is having the intellectual property over, like, Isaiah Scott or Damian Priest going to, like, make a fucking difference with AEW? If anything, wouldn't that, like be shittier because now you're showing that you're less wanting to say like, Hey, we're going to, we're not going to let you keep your gimmick. Sorry. You're ours. The property. That's WWE for you. It just seems stupid and counterintuitive. And like they're doing the absolute opposite thing they should be doing right now. Yeah. But that thing they're doing coming up sounds pretty cool. It does. But like, We'll t- we'll talk about it. Yeah. But point is, hey, Punishment Martinez. His name is Damian Priest now, and I guess his gimmick is that he's Alistair Corbin, except good at wrestling. I mean, Alistair Black's good at wrestling. I wouldn't know. Shit, <laughs> got me there. Oh man. Yep. He just sits in a room and is a sad boy all the time. Damien, I will say, Damien Priest is good at punching. He looks like he's actually hitting yeah, you in the face. Yeah, that, when that, the sound we made with, with that kick, though, fuck. Oh, the uh, the cyclone kick? Yeah. I mean, come on, stealing Cassius Ono's moves here? Who? You heard me. Fuck him. I, I, I liked Damien Priest. He's cool. <laughs> Yeah, Damien Priest is fine. It was a squash match. I didn't really get much out of it other than Damien Priest is good at punching, and uh, he's got that cyclone kick that looked kind of cool. I like when he points and his name shows up. The part that I really liked most was just, like, the brief split second that Live Forever was on the screen before he came out. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Hey, is that meant to happen? You got Live Forever. Live forever, John. Owen. 
The Archer of Infamy is a stupid nickname. It doesn't mean anything. I, I, if he dressed more like the Green Arrow, I'd be like, I get it, but he doesn't. I don't get it. No, he just dresses like Baron Corbin. They does an arrow, by way of Alistair Black. He does an arrow move with his hands sometimes. But he doesn't do the, the arrow from the depths of hell that King Cuerno used to do. True. That was the cool shit. Suicide Dive, great. R.I.P. Season 5, let's go. No. Let it die, John. We'll tell you about Jake Strong. Let and it Stu die. Bennett. Jake Strong and Stu Bennett, my favorite Lucha Underground characters. Let it die, John. Yeah, that's what Damien Priest's gimmick is. Fuck. He's Alistair Corbin. Hate it. I think he's cool, though, so I'm fine with that. He won. Anyway, yeah, they announced that uh, that tournament for, like, the two, the eight signees for a championship opportunity at a thing, I guess? Ta- I'm gonna guess TakeOver. Yeah, probably. I mean, it's it's any title of their choosing. The, the women's tag titles. Possibly counts. Hey, John. Yeah. I think this is a cool way to introduce all these people real quickly. I think it is, too. No, I don't get me wrong. I think that this is a very cool and smart thing that they're doing. My beef is with the dumb names that they've given everybody. I like they at least said formerly known as under them. That makes me hate it more because it's like, wait, if you're just acknowledging them and just saying, yeah, no, it's that guy. But like, we don't even have a gimmick for him. It's just it's that guy. But now they have a new name like that just sucks more because then it's just like, why the fuck are you calling him? Why the fuck is it? Are you calling him Isaiah Swerve Scott, formerly known as Shay Strickland? Just call him Shane Strickland. Hey, he got to keep the swerve, especially if you're keeping the fucking swerve part. Let him have it. I'm down with it. Swerve means confidence. But also, what the fuck? They're letting him have something. Let him just. Why is Jordan Miles more catchy than ACH? I don't even know what ACH stands for. It's his name. No, I'm good. Albert something Hardy. We really have a Hardy. We're good. Uh, it's a Hardy with two E's instead of a Y. Thank you. John. Wow. There's already oh, another, there's, there's already another Hardy coming. You, you, you know that, right? You excited for Joaquin Wild? No. No, of course not, because it's a stupid name. Why not just call him fucking DJZ? We know who DJZ is. Because a lot of people don't. Yeah, well, you know what? Then fucking don't do this. Like, you know who they did a really good job of just being like, hey, this is just a guy, I don't know. Like, he came from somewhere else, and now he's here. Like, hey, remember when they did that with Sami Zayn? They didn't have a whole big fucking explanation of he was El Generico and he did this shit and he did that shit. I'm sure they're only doing this this one time. They're not going to acknowledge it ever again. Kind of like when Ned Kenta become Hideo Tommy. It happened once and then they ignored it the rest of the time. But also it happened once and we never saw it. Yeah, we did. Didn't we? No, we didn't. Oh, no, you're right. We didn't see it. No, it it happened for the live audience, and for the tape version, they just 
didn't show the part where the name faded into the old name faded into the new name. They did the same thing with the Finn Balor. Interesting. They first introduced him. They introduced him as Prince Devon, and then it turned into Finn Balor. That's cool. But they didn't show they that should, to the TV audience. They should have done that. So the TV audience is just, hey, look, it's this guy. They should do that with these guys. That's what I'm saying. They used to know how to do this. Yeah, they, and now it feels like the main roster's grubby fingers are getting all over it. They tried something new and it didn't work. It's fine. But yeah, as I said in the notes here, look, we're still getting DJC's swerve and ACH, so whatever. Hey, man, we're getting the swerve. Jonah Rock will be there. I guess that's cool. Imagine the swerve in NXT. Sam Shaw, people apparently like him. Sam Shaw's cool. Hey, John? Do you remember any of the other people in here? Not off the top of my head. I just remember Shane Strickland and ACH being the standouts. The two I care about. Mm-hmm. Certainly. And, okay, that's not fair. I like DJZ. He's cool. I haven't seen a lot of him, he so... Almost, he almost died. Oh, why? He had a bad accident in the ring and uh, almost died. Oh, okay, I thought he just did a dumb spot. No, it, he had a bad accident a few years ago. That's unfortunate. Yeah. Hey, he's doing okay now. That's good. Hey, John? Yeah. How's Mia Yim doing? She's cool. She had a video promo. They got one of their classic video promos. It's like packages. It's like, hey, this she's cool. I thought it was a nice way to make me care about her. Yeah, I thought it was really good. I really like Mia Yim, and I thought this did a good job of saying, like, yeah, Mia Yim's great. Yeah, like, hey, remember when everyone begged WWE to sign her? Now she's got to live up to that. It's, that's that's yeah. good motivation. I think they're doing a good job of building her up for the next person that they're going to put against uh, Shayna. <sighs> she's not. Gonna... She's not, but you know, Shayna can't be stopped. Well, you know what? I could maybe see her winning. Do you see Shayna winning next week when she faces uh, Io Shirai in a cage? Yes. Yeah, me too. Yeah, this was cool. But then the thing we got after that was less cool. Yeah. Tanera Conchi versus Ailey. I like Tanera Conchi a lot. But she's... I, I but the like problem is both of them. That I keep wanting to see her like improve. And she had a, a period where she was really good like right before the last May Young Classic. Where she all of a sudden like had this like really insane, like, mean streak going on with her, and now she's just kind of reverted back to just being smiley, and I don't like it. She's getting that mean streak back, definitely. Like, you definitely see her doing that character here in this match, but, like, here, here's the thing. Like, I like both of them. I think Zy- I've enjoyed seeing Xia in things. I enjoyed seeing Tanir Kanchi in things. This match just felt incredibly sloppy. This felt like this felt like people having, like, their first match ever together, and also maybe one of their first matches ever. Yikes. It was slow. It was, it, it, they, it didn't look like they were really connecting. It looked like they were kind of afraid to, like, hit each other. Like, it, something about this all just was really off. And, like, the way that they were trying, again, like, Conchi, with how she's trying to play that character of just, like, slowly turning heel and doing all that stuff. Like, it was very simple, but, like, also felt like someone playing 
it, it felt like playing wrestler rather than being wrestler. I don't know. It, it came off to me. It's going to sound cruel. It came off to me very divas. Ouch. You did say it during, uh, during the episode. I was shocked. You're not wrong, but ouch. It's just, I'm confused more than anything, because, like, I feel like I've seen both of these people do better than this. Like, and they were good as a tag team. Like, so what happened here? I I think they just had an off match. I hope this is a one-off bad match. And, like, you know, again, you want to give... Like you, you want to give some kind of just like of, of a buy here because for as weird and and as much as they really need to figure out what the fuck NXT actually is and what it's going to be going forward, it's still at its core the developmental brand. And like if you're putting these people on TV to give them the experience of being on TV and figuring out working in front of a live crowd that is not hostile but not exactly like Forgiving. invested. Yeah, not exactly giving. Um, I understand that, but like, I kind of can't believe this made it to air. Yeah, I know, but yeah, you know, it probably somewhere. shouldn't have. I don't think it did anyone any favors. It, it got the especially TV time. with that crowd being dead. It's better than them being like hostile. It's true. So you know, like we were getting a you can't wrestle chance. Like some of the house shows that NXT gets have, because have they been getting them? Yeah, our pal uh, Michael, you know, Mister Hot Takes himself, has been to a few house shows in Florida, and he's like, "Yeah, the crowds are real shitty, and like sometimes they chant you can't wrestle at these people who are clearly not ready for TV." It's like, yeah, that's the point of NXT, you idiots. Wrestling fans are bad. Hey, Owen, it turns out that people that live in Florida are terrible. Yeah, that'll, that's true, too. It's not like we know a few people. I don't think they disagree. And basically, they're all transplants anyway. I mean, I don't think Michael is. Look, you, just, you don't get to be from a place if you don't also hate the place that you live in. Excuse you, I love Philadelphia. But you also hate it sometimes. No, Never. The best city in the world. Keep telling, keep telling yourself that. I just hate every other place I visit. Keep telling yourself that, John. Who won this match? Xylee uh, with a not great looking kick. I legit could not remember until you said that. The finish wasn't great. The match wasn't great. Nothing about this was great. I was not happy. Me either. Let's just move on and talk about the next segment. All right. Street Profits were hanging out in some backyard or something. Excuse me, first they put out their Snapchat uh, code. Actually, wait, it wasn't a backyard. It was, it was, they were on full sale. Yeah, they were hanging out. It looked like a backyard at first, which was why I was confused. Wait, why does Angelo, why are they in like some person's house and Angelo just has a fucking WWE mic? No, they were at full sale. Yeah, and then I realized that they were at full sale. Yeah, this was fun. Yeah, street profits are cool. They're they're being street profits. I like that. They handed out those red cups to the crowd. Uh, Montez Ford had a sweet crown on. They got a match next week. I'm very not excited for it, but not because of them. It's also non-title, so who cares? Yeah. 
Who cares? It's a forgotten song. I don't. Again, I don't. I wasn't even going to say them. Because you forgot. No, I didn't. Uh, well, yeah. Okay, let's see what you did uh-huh. there. And yeah, then there was that six-man tag that was you know Breeze, Dream, and Bro versus uh, who was it again? It was Fish, Cole, and Strong. Here's a question: Why for the last couple of weeks was Fish in a in a sling, and now he's fine? So my guess here is that they totally did it because the Mar- the Maryland show was uh was fit was taped after uh that house show that he supposedly got injured at where he, he was he hurt his arm mm-hmm. and was in a sling for so my thought is that no he he totally ended up being fine but they still wanted to show that match that they taped for it at the Maryland show mm-hmm. so they just put him in a sling at the end so they could explain why he's in a sling they, in this match so that they weird. actually taped like 10 days before they didn't have to do that it's so weird. But NXT is good! That's true. They are good. It's still weird. It is really weird. That's what I think they did. I think you're right. John, this match was really good. Yeah, this match was really good. That's why you didn't write anything, because you were busy watching because it, it ruled... Yeah, and I mean, the story was predictable of, you know, Undisputed Era are going to be dirtbags, and the baby faces are going to be the cool, strong baby faces, but they also have, like, massive fucking egos and kind of hate, all hate each other. And also the... Br- well, I mean, except except for Breeze and, and Bro, but they haven't really done any, anything to each other. Yeah, but and the Bro was getting his ass kicked most of the match. It's true. As you do. Yeah, I really liked Undisputed Era. I liked... Uh, Breeze hit that beauty shot. That was nice to see. I missed it. Then got pulled out of the ring, and it was like, oh no! Yeah. Rod Strunk, you fiend! How did you pull Adam Cole out of the ring when he was about to be pinned by the Tyler Breeze? Because those people ever are smart, and they know their way around the ring. Yep. They're Undisputed Era. They're cool shit. Mm Mm-hmm. Do you have any thoughts on this, Owen? I thought it was really good. Just leave me hang hang here. All right, yeah. No, that's all then. Yeah, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. I heartily recommend it. Uh, Roddy Strong won with the end of heartache on uh, Velveteen Dream. Indeed. He better take that belt off him. Yeah, you should. Give the era all the belts, you fucking cowards. Such cowards. They're like, they're like Street profits? The- Fuck them. Yeah, the the top promo was about that. You know? This makes sense. Draped in gold. Let's go. Make it happen. That's NXT. It was really good. It was. I, I really enjoyed it. I, I hadn't watched NXT in a while. Messed up. <clears throat> Clearly. But it was a good time, and I'm glad. I'm glad I had time to actually watch it this week. I missed seeing good wrestling on the regular. But John, why? Why are you doing this to us? Now we have to talk about the bad wrestling. Like I said, why are you doing this to us? Because I we don't need to talk about it. I enjoy suffering. No, you don't. Yes. John, this Sunday, 
is the WWE stomping ground. And let me tell you one thing that's good about this pay-per-view. I I like the commercials with the uh, Lacey Evans and Becky Lynch, where they're reciting the uh, the lyrics for these boots were made for walking. I'm being completely serious here. Of all the people that I have talked to about this show, I don't know a single person that's going to watch it. I'm going to watch it in the background. You're the only person I know that he's even, like, said that they will put it on. Everybody else has been like, fuck no. I might have a friend over just to hang out with them and then also have the pay-per-view on. I'll have to figure it out. Anyway, let's talk about this card. Hey, John. Here's yeah. a match that they didn't, like, build up to at all. It's, uh... Daniel Bryan and Rowan defending the SmackDown tag titles against Heavy Machinery. I mean, they did build to us. They just did it by being like, Oh, you're not worthy to fight us. That's Well, we're not going to have the tag teams on for several weeks now. Bye. Yeah, that's, 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 that's a shit build. Really? Shit shows have shit builds. I can't believe it. Yeah. This is how bad the show is. I'm not even excited for Tony Nese to defend... The Cruiserweight title against Akira Tozawa and Drew Gulak. You want to hear about 205 Live this week quickly? Fine, tell me about it. Okay. Uh, one of those weird jobbers that was either on SmackDown or Raw, I don't remember, one of the Taylor people. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what show they were on. Anyway, he fought Brian Kendrick in a squash match. Okay. I don't know why. Because Brian Kendrick's cool. Has that, what's his beard status? Uh, still there. Good. Lucha House Party beat the Bollywood Boys again. Actually, wait, no, I'm sorry, Bollywood Boys beat him. Yeah. No. No. Fuck the Bollywood Boys. Fuck. It's better than. Also, fuck the Lucha House Party. Okay, that's better. What else? Mike Canellis said words. He didn't fight Akira Tozawa? No, he's going to have a match next week against... Akira Tozawa. I think Jack Gallagher? He should fight Akira Tozawa. No. Fuck you. <laughs> Anything else? And the main event was the greatest match, the most exciting match, and oh, and what I'm sure is going to be your pick for match of the week. Is it Tozawa versus Gulak? No, it's the other one that they have been doing a lot of lately. What? Oni Lorcan versus Akira Arya Divari. Akira Divari, that's the one. You got Tozawa in my head, fuck you. <laughs> fuck this match. Yeah, no, this match ended uh, by disqualification when Divari hit Lorcan with a chair. Great. Awesome. Fantastic. 205 Live is a bad show. Yeah, that's why Kenta was talking about it this week. In it's a show that they sp- spent a lot of time in this episode dedicated to complaining about Drake Maverick. Fuck Drake Maverick, though. What a good show this is. What did Kenta say? I didn't hear this. They asked him about 205 Live. He says, I don't have any good memories from there. Reasonable. Anyway, Tony Nese is going to win. Who fucking cares? Of course he is. 
Big E and Xavier Woods against Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. New Day. I'm going to say, yeah, New Day. Sami Zayn has been made to look like the biggest fucking goober of all. Because he is. Remember when, like, you had all these people backstage, uh, like Mark Henry and all these people, like, after those first couple ones saying, look, Sami Zayn is on some real shit. He's, this, he just had his fucking Stone Cold moment. Like, this is, he's on fucking next level. He's a genius. He knows what he's doing. And Vince was all like, oh, you're with that dude now? All right, check this out. Oh, so what's going to happen to Johnny Gargano when he comes to the main roster? Gotcha. Admittedly, it's kind of already started happening. Johnny Gargano, did you see those promos he cut as a champion? Yeah, that was not great. That's why he doesn't have the belt anymore. He's dead now. Yeah, he's like legitimately dead. Mm -hmm. He wasn't on this week. They didn't even acknowledge him. Who? Exactly. But yeah. Hey, remember when Sami Zayn's a Raw superstar? Remember when anyone was anything? Yeah, let me just tell you something. Since they did this wildcard thing, it's made me care way less about both shows because now they're just the fucking same. Yeah, it wasn't like half of the fucking SmackDown roster on fucking Raw this yeah. week? Like, when it was separate, I really enjoyed, like, watching and comparing the shows, but now it's just the same fucking thing. The same stories on both shows. It's, it's, when it sucks on one show, it sucks on both now. It's bad. I mean, that's the problem, is that, like, it's not even that, <clears throat> to me, it's not even the interesting part about comparing the shows, because if you really compare the shows, you see that they're both basically the same, because they're both written in the exact same way, for the most part, but, like, it's still interesting when you're seeing different characters and different people and different storylines every week, even if the storylines end up being the same patterns of the same bullshit, like, it's still different people, it's still different things happening, and instead, WWE's doing their fucking thing that they always do of... They can only tell, like, one story. Mm -hmm. They can only tell five stories. And it's basically just becoming what SmackDown used to be of, hey, we're just doing the shit that we did on Raw again. Yeah, and, and that was the problem with SmackDown. That's why SmackDown didn't matter. And now it's continued to be devalued right before Fox takes it, which is going to be great for them. That sucks. Yep. Uh... How about Samoa Joe defending the U.S. title against Ricochet? Ricochet won a fatal five-way match on Raw to get the shot. That was, like, one of the only parts of Raw I actually watched. Was it good? Yeah, it was okay. I mean, look, it had, it had like, parts that I didn't really agree with. I, I wasn't too hot about the, the first three eliminations of just... Cesaro does a bunch of cool shit and then gets quickly eliminated, and then Bobby Lashley gets quickly eliminated, and then they both beat up Bar Braun Strowman. As you do. Like, it, I thought it was kind of whatever, but hey, Ricochet and Miz was cool, and Ricochet and Samoa Joe, if that match actually happens, I'm kind of worried after, you know, the last two Samoa Joe title defenses. He's going to get his nose broken again. But if that match actually happens, that should be fucking cool. I hope it's more than five minutes. I wouldn't go that far. It's still Vince we're talking Fair. about. Hey, John. Anyway, Samojo wins. Yeah, I agree. But did you see the Casey Catanzaro Instagram post the other day? Yes. Where she posted the picture of Ricochet? 
And more importantly, Will Ospreay said he loves me more than you. Always remember that. Man, Will Ospreay is great. Also, fuck Will Ospreay. Nah, it's fair. Look, Will Ospreay's just reminding her that, like, she needs to know her place in the polycule. It's true. Damn it. It's about being a giving third. Damn. This is awful. Cut this, cut this, cut this, cut this, cut no, this, cut this. Nope. It's all staying in. John, this is also live. Steel cage match. Kofi Kingston defending the WWE Championship against Dolph Ziggler. Why? I don't... At this point, after the last pay-per-view, I really don't know why. Kofi won clean. He's gonna win again. Yep. They gotta save it for the real uh, threat to take the title off of Kofi. Don't say it. At Extreme Rules. Don't say it. I know who it is, and I know it's what's gonna happen. John? It's the the World Championship. It should go on the best in the world. I fucking hate you. Couldn't do it. You know the McMahons can't deal with a, that there being a black champion for this long. He'll turn. He'll turn. But also, you just reminded me of something I wanted to talk to you about from Team Sonic Racing. Quickly. There's so there's a cutscene where Big is talking, like you know, because there's a character here that set the mysterious Dodonpa that sets up the races, and people are like, is he evil? What the fuck is going on here? I don't understand this. Uh, and Big's like, why do you think he's evil? And Tails is like, well, I don't know. Like, why do you think he's working with Eggman? And it's like, I don't know because they're both like super scientists that have wacky mustaches. And Big says, I have a wacky mustache. Does that mean I'm evil? <laughs> Owen? Yeah? Big the cat heel turn. Let's go. <laughs> yes, I'm in. I want to see him. I want to see what Big the cat would do. Big evil Big the cat is the true big bad of Team Sonic Racing. Let's fucking do this. I want evil Big the cat. Big bad the cat. Big Boss the Cat. No, Big Boss is something different. But it's the ultimate soldier. Oh, boy. And Big the Cat's the ultimate killing machine. That's true. What What if Big the Cat's a Terminator? What if Big the Cat's still on TV, but Monarn? I mean, I could see him being a Sonic Boom. Team Sonic Racing in stores now. Wow. We're not even sponsored by them. Uh, John? Singles match for the Universal Championship with a uh, a special referee that hasn't been named yet. Hey, Owen, you know what's really cool is lying to your audience every single week and telling them that you're going to announce things and then never fucking doing it. That's every episode of Raw. That's Especially lately. Yeah. Brock Lesnar's trying to cash in. No, he's not. We're going to name the... We're going to have a whole night-long storyline of who's going to be the referee. We're not going to tell you. Also, here's Seth Rollins being a psychopath and beating every single person with a chair. He Cheer for this man! John, if you were trapped on Monday Night Raw, would you not also kill everything in sight with a chair? He's just being rational. Okay, when you put it that way. 
He needs to kill Raw from the inside. One steel chair swing at a time. If that's the only way to make the show end. Seth Rollins against Baron Corbin. There's no way that Come on. Seth Rollins isn't going to win. Who is the guest referee? It's an empty chair in the crowd because no one's going to be there. I have a serious prediction and a... I want to say not serious prediction, but it's also kind of serious if I'm being honest. I'm going to try to come up with a serious prediction, but yes, go ahead. Serious prediction? It's just fucking do HBK for some reason because they love making him a special guest referee Uh for bullshit. I have an actual serious one. But yeah, what else? That's my actual serious one. Mm -hmm. Then my not actual serious one that's also kind of my actual serious one. Charles Robinson. Wow. Little Nate is going to be your special guest referee. Fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) You you know who I'm predicting? Who's that? Kurt Angle. God damn it. Yep. I can't believe it. It's Kurt Angle again. Yay. Um. Remember when he got killed by Lars? Yeah, we haven't seen him since. Remember Lars? Remember Lars? No. I want to. I try not to. I want to forget him. Hey, John. Singles match for the Raw Women's title. Most potential of the new year, 2017. Fuck. (laughs) Becky Lynch versus Lacey (laughs) Evans. Ugh, kill me. I wish just I wish Becky was fighting someone that can actually wrestle. Yeah, wouldn't that be nice? Becky's gonna win. She fucking better. Reverend Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Why? I, I don't know. Because Drew Mac- Why are they doing this again? We've seen this match like a billion times and Rom Rom Dog always looks strong at the end. I'm going to say Drew McIntyre is going to win. No. Because Shane McMahon is going to interfere. Then Heath Slater. Wait, no, he's going to be the guest referee. Oh, he's not. He wants a raise. Yeah, he's still not going to do it. He's going to get killed with a chair. How he's going to get more money, remember? Because he was the referee for a little bit when Corbin did that and fired him or something? Yeah, they mentioned that. Not that part. They mentioned the raise stuff on Raw. No. It's too obvious. John, Drew McIntyre's going to win. And also, this show is bad. Drew McIntyre's going to win. I hope not. Actually, I don't care. What am exactly. I talking about? Exactly. Like, why do you have an opinion on this? What's wrong with you? And finally, for the SmackDown Women's Championship, it's Bailey versus Raw Superstar Alexa Bliss. Blissy wins because I'm a spiteful piece of shit. You know what? I'm with you. Fuck it. Because well, also you need to get the you need to get a title on Alexa Bliss at some point. You know why? Why is the that? The obvious SummerSlam man? match is Nikki Cross turning on her and winning the t- title. What if it's actually Blissy who's the baby face? No. And Nikki Cross is the heel. No. 
Why would you say this? I don't know. Nikki Cross is weird. Yeah, but she's cool. She's being manipulated. She knows your she knows your secrets. Yeah, she's being manipulated. But she also likes to manipulate. She knows your secrets. She's not that cool character anymore. Shut up! Everything's dead, John. It's still real to me. This is it. That's it for the show. We're done. Good. We're never doing the show again. That's not true. So don't bother going to ProWrestling.cool and don't bother going to Twitch.tv slash Online every Wednesday at 9pm or 9.30 sometime around then and don't bother looking us up on Facebook and don't bother going to at the heel turn on Twitter or at PWDOTC on Twitter for some reason. I don't know why that one is there because we have at the heel turn or uh, any of those other things. Don't bother doing it because we're never doing this show ever again. Wrestling is done forever. Don't. And the only thing that you really need to know about is on Venmo. No. No. We're, we're, we're done. Bye. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.